you have to be agile. If you find an opportunity and you can match that with your passion, get going. You're listening to The Liftoff Show, the podcast for ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs, helping you increase sales, profits, and build a powerhouse brand fast. I'm your host, Austin Lovell, and welcome to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Liftoff Show. And we've got a very, very special guest today, Julian. Julian, do you just want to introduce yourself and tell everyone on the show what you do and what you're up to at the moment? Yes, of course. Um, thanks for having me, Austin. My name is Julian, and um, I'm the founder of Pets Park. Pets Park is a brand that's been around for just over two years now. We provide dog healthcare products at the moment, or to be more specific, dog supplements. Awesome. Awesome. And just for everyone listening in, Julie and I have been working together for the past couple of months and obviously being in a very competitive space, I think the majority of people listening, they would know, especially if they're coming from an e-commerce background, how competitive the dog and pet niche is. So do you just want to start by saying, why Pets Park? Why did you decide to move into that? I'm sure there was the allure of many different niches or did it just fall in place and it just seemed like the logical choice? No, that's, um, it, it certainly all has a has a reason to it. It all started back in 2017, 2018, when I sort of decided that I was going to um, start something on my own and set out. And I was looking for opportunities, uh, really. And the the pet niche back then was already something that I had identified as, as a good opportunity. We've been talking about um, in our niche, this word called pet humanization over the last few last few years and it's only getting more and becoming becoming uh, more prominent and some of the examples i guess uh, are dog birthday parties or dog food deliveries just like human fitness meals that get delivered every every fortnight now so there has been this ongoing trend of treating your pet like a proper family member you know many many owners uh, refer to their pets as fur babies. And um, so I noticed that in, in, in 2017, 2018, kind of decided that the pet niche, the pet market was what I was um, going to go for. However, I didn't quite know at that point what sort of products we were actually going to to offer and provide. And um, that's when I sort of, you know, I found an opportunity and then I tried to match it with what I'm passionate about it. I know many say start with your passion and then over time, you'll, you know, you become good at it and that will help you excel and um, sort of place you as a, as a market leader. And um, for me, I, I just definitely search for an opportunity and then try to match that with, with a passion. And um, when I say passion, I have been working in the fitness industry for, for a few years. So I've been helping people uh, live better, um, reach their goals, feel better about themselves. And that was very rewarding. I loved it. And that was sort of, that was sort of the initiative, the, the thought that I was trying to take with me into this next step, into this new business. And um, again, so I found this opportunity and then I matched it with sort of my passion, helping and bettering lives. And um, that's how we, or that's how I decided that dog supplements uh, to begin with. That was the business, the category that I wanted to get into and, and start. Yeah. 
And before we come back, and I think definitely want to touch more on the product side of things, because I feel like a lot of people, they might have this market that they want to serve. They might have this particular problem they're trying to solve for a customer, but they're not sure what product is the best fit. They're not sure how to sort of get that message and that desire, like you said, into something that people will buy and actually see value from. But before we get into that, so you were working with people one-on-one and then you decided, you know what, had enough of these people. I'm going to flip it to dogs now and help dogs get the best out of themselves in their lives. Like, Why did you decide to make the, the radical shift? Because just hearing that story, I'd think, oh, it would be logical for you to build a brand around supplements or around something that's more human focused. What was the whole dog side? Where did that come into it? Yeah, I mean, very, very true. Very good question. Uh, it's just talk, don't talk back. So, you know, it was, it was, um, no, but other than that, I mean, the, the human supplement um, space, it's, it's just been very competitive for, for quite a while. So has been the pet space, but that's why I decided to really just niche down, only specialized focus on one thing for now. That's when I identified, okay, there are a few brands, but they hadn't innovated in years. Like they, they you know, they released a, a range of products at one point that went well. Everyone knows them and their products are in all the major retail stores, but they hadn't or they haven't really innovated beyond that point. And so that's where we came in and I, I looked at what was available, and I did some research and I was like, okay, well, it's great, but there is an opportunity to make it look better to make it work better that was the the reason why i decided okay give it a go and you'll only find out you'll only find out whether you know it works or not once you give it a proper try so when you were starting out were you thinking about a lot of different products you were thinking okay if i'm in this one niche you know, in the pet niche, I've decided this is where I'm going to, you know, build a brand. And then you might have thought, well, I could go beds, I could go toys, I could go, you know, food, I could go something else. So what was that testing process like? And how did you end up finding your way and deciding on supplements? Or was it the first time around you said, okay, I see a need here, I'm just going to launch a pet supplement brand, that's it? Or was there a period where you weren't really sure what way to go? No, it was actually, I decided to go to China back in 2018. I visited the um, Guangzhou um, or Canton Fair in, in Guangzhou, so one of the world's largest trade shows. And I went there with the intention to source um, a range of physical products. And I thought, okay, let's see if I can find the latest uh, dog leashes. Or the, I was looking at dog life jackets at, at some point for, you know, because I really just wanted to go niche and find something that not too many people were doing. While I was in China, I then had the opportunity to join like a little, what we call master group, mastermind class. And um, I got talking to a couple of guys from, from the US and that's how it all started to evolve because some of them, they were in the, in the supplement space, not for dogs, but for humans, and told me how great it was to have those repetitive sales and how, how it's just great to have those loyal customers. And that got me thinking, I actually left China. So I had all intention to leave China with lots of physical products, but I left China with a completely different idea. So I looked at all the products and then I decided, let's do something different. 
And I think that's super interesting, the fact that it's swapped just like that. And I understand the mechanics behind it. It makes a lot of sense. The subscription model, when it's a consumable, you have to keep coming back and buying it. There's those repeat customers. There's those happy customer base that is hyper-engaged and they're always coming back. Whereas with a dog life jacket, I don't know if many people are coming back for multiple life jackets for dogs, uh, unless they have multiple dogs. But I guess it's a, it's a completely different kettle of fish. So now if we go through the story, we think, okay, started off working with people, switched it to dogs then decided on a pet supplement. How did you go about launching it? I guess it's, as we said, a competitive space, lots of brands. It's something that people love their dogs. So they're always open to a new brand, I guess, in the market. What was your experience with launching it? How did you go about getting a brand new product and brand out into an industry? Like, what was your approach? Well, obviously, I thought, I still think to this day uh, that the first product that we've released and is still uh, in circulation is our um, hip and joint product. And um, it's a great product, obviously I have to say that, um, <laughs> but, by, but by looking at, by looking at the competitors and uh, competitor products, looking at their ingredients and then coming up with something that is way more powerful for, you know, in, in our formula, in our product. I thought the second I release this product, I'll make it available for people. They just had no other choice than to flock to us. Because if you compared and you looked at the ingredients, we almost have twice the amount of active ingredients in there. And that's not just because we thought that would be a great thing to do. Yeah, that certainly wasn't the case. So just by releasing a product and just by clearly stating the, the the benefits of a competitor product. You're not just going to sell a thousand of those tomorrow. So it was certainly a very slow, a very long or slow start for us, um, especially because it is a, uh, it's a category that is so emotionally charged. People, they are so attached to their dogs. And that's a good thing, right? But what I'm trying to say is, especially if your dog is, feeling some sort of discomfort, you wouldn't just go out and buy anything and feed it to your dog, right? You want to make sure that it's a trusted, a well-known brand, a product that works, a product that has lots of reviews and people talking about it. Um, and so we didn't have any of that, which clearly made it a lot more difficult to get started. So in the beginning, the slow product, or slow start, all, all we did was just focusing on being as close as possible to the customer. So because we only sold a few products, we had all the time to really go and spend time and engage with them and understand our audience and their needs, their um, concerns. And um, over time, that then allowed us to just address those better. Nice, nice. So the approach of from the get go, I think, trying to relate it back to the people who are listening who are maybe launching their brand for the first time, or they're trying to take it from 10, 15k a month upwards. So your approach was, okay, let's find a market where there's a need. Then from there, we're going to get a product and do it double, triple, 10 times better than any of the competitors are offering, whether that's with better active ingredients, whether that's with better blends, better branding, better messaging, all of those things coming together. And then I think this is something I've never thought about before because you focused right at the beginning, you had the time to chat with customers one-on-one -on -one and hear if it was actually the right solution for them to validate not only the product, but maybe even your ads, maybe even the messaging you were using that it really connected with them. So 
Has that been the approach for launching subsequent products now? You said you started with hip and joint. I know there's other blends now. So did it start with hip and joint? You validated that sort of process, that launch process, and then applied that to all the next products? Yeah, look, I guess it comes, it always comes down to if you're trying to really stand out and be different, there's, there's probably only a handful of ways to do that. You know, and it starts with your product. You want to have the best possible product out there. Okay. But that only works for so long because then someone else comes around the corner and either copies you or comes up with a better formula or with a better approach. So that is only ever going to be, you know, it, it helps to get going, but then you need to back it up. And that is certainly for us or has been, um, is, is the customer service. We just want our customers to feel appreciated, to feel heard. The, uh, we want them to have that feeling of being understood by us. And so while we had lots of time to focus on that in the beginning, as sales weren't coming in at you know such a high rate, yeah, that is certainly something that we have been following and holding up highly uh, throughout the process now. Uh, you know, whether that's a new product that we're launching or we're listening in, trying to figure out what should be the next product that we need to launch in order to help. And so, yeah customer service. Looking back on everything, whether it was the customer service part, maybe it was launching more products sooner. Maybe it was going to that trade show sooner in China. If you were to go back and tell yourself right when you were starting the brand or thinking about launching it for the first time, would there be a few things you'd tell yourself? I'm sure there would be, but what would those things be that would sort of help you skip a a bit of the trial and error, maybe some of the things that tripped you up along the way? What would you go back and tell yourself right at the start? Get going. And, and what I mean by that is I spend a lot of time researching and I spend a lot of time trying to find that one perfect best-selling product. And that's, I mean, obviously you want to conduct some research and you want to make sure that you've spent some thought and time on it and, and, and do it in a proper way, but don't overthink things. Or if you wait to come up with the perfect plan, firstly, you probably sit there waiting forever. And then if you have the perfect plan and you start implementing, you probably soon realize along the way that actually nothing is going according to plan. And so then you're, you know, then you're shocked. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do now? Things are not going according to plan. So you have to be agile. If you, if you find an opportunity and you can match that with your passion, because it is going to, it is going to be painful. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of sweat and long hours. So you need to have some, you need to enjoy it at least a little bit and do all that. But if you find an opportunity and you can match that with your passion, get going. Yeah, you'll learn, you learn the tools along the way. There are always going to be pitfalls, but that's okay. You'll learn from them and it allows you to move past pass those and, and, and accelerate. We should grab that, cut it out. And then all of a sudden you can go start your motivational speaking career for e-commerce brands. Maybe that can be <laughs> the play here. I could see that working. No, but I, I appreciate your time on the podcast today. I really enjoyed chatting about the brand story, where it all started and sort of, I guess those few things that you said that you would tell yourself right at the start. Even just being agile and willing to not get stuck in perfection paralysis and just launch, get out there, hear feedback, adjust and you know move forward along the way. So thanks again for your time and appreciate having you on the show. Thanks for having me today.